Friday night, 7 o'clock. I think it's time for the sports phone. All right, Friday night, 7 o'clock. It's time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Portland. Jim in the studio. Jim, be honest with me. How does my voice sound right now? You're crystal clear. No, I'm not talking audio quality. I'm talking oh, scratchiness. Did you coach two games today? I did. I just, So not, <laughs> not two hours ago, I just finished uh, coaching a set of summer league games. And they so, were both close? Uh, so not audio quality, but how's my, how's my voice sound, if it's, you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. It, it is. Yeah. It's. It. It doesn't sound hoarse or crackly at all. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, I find myself, and I, I think you even did this to some extent, not to the same extent when you first started coaching, but I think I'm in that young coach state of mind where I'm probably louder and more energetic than I need to be. <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, like, because I think you see that with a lot of young coaches, who then by five, six years in then they tone it down, right? Because they know to find that medium so they're not just dead after every game and don't have a voice. But uh, right now I'm young and enjoying it. But, uh, yeah, I, I was coaching out at Westland not uh, not two hours ago. Fun fun stuff and deep. How's everything going on in the Valley? How are you doing today? Well, I'm down to 12 days. And the reason I'm mentioning this, this is because it is a sports injury, really. Is, right, is, right. Um, Long-term. I, Long-term I, sports injury. It's a repetitive sports injury. I, I just want to say yeah. to, to all those young, young, aspiring basketball players, I, I played basketball sometimes eight hours a day, sometimes six, sometimes three, for an almost um, 17, 18-year period, including middle school, high school, college, and professional basketball. I'm getting my second hip replaced in 12 days. I can't wait. The problem with this from a father-mentor standpoint is I would do it all again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, don't know, I just wanted to mention, I, my, um, I'm so excited to get this, this second hip replaced. So, yeah. so anyway, um, that's all so I got going. The reason I mentioned it, Jared, one th reason is because it, it's on my mind all the time. Every time I right. turn around right. in the chair, I think about it. Yeah, you're ready. You're you're ready for it at this point. You're ready to get get it fixed and and be start to be mobile again. I I, I can I can sense that. Um, Jerry Young, a little high bit of housekeeping. School, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jerry Young, high school coach. I just can't get over it. It's <laughs> it's so exciting it's to have it's you fun. back in the gym. Yeah, yeah, it's good times. Um, so real quick on that note, from a housekeeping standpoint, um, so Jim will be doing the show next week, uh, which will be the thirtieth. Um, and then on the 6th, I will be, without Jim, uh, have a special guest coming to join me on the sports phone uh, for that show. So that should be a good time. Um, and I'll a little bit retro in, in the Jerry Young era where uh, I'm bringing back an old friend of mine uh, to do the show um, back to my college days. So looking forward to that. And uh, he's, we'll he's we'll you, definitely talk about that. You had your own sports talk show with him. And I, I used we to did. call in every week. And I, did, I, yeah. I, I will warn people and Jerry and uh, Jerry's partner, Chad, that I will call in at no matter what fogged opioid state I'm in, <laughs> I will be less than 48 hours after total hip replacement, and I will call in. I just, oh, I I just want to deal. warn you. Yep. What, one last question, and then we'll get started. Jim, do you remember the weird little <laughs> sports accomplishment you had after your first hip replacement? It was sports-related? Coaching-related? I don't think it's coaching-related. I would say it was parent-slash-fan-related. I was saying I remember out there... 
continuing to train you with your shooting drills I do on, on crutches. Well, no, what I was going to say was in, in the one year that I played a sport additional to basketball, you came to every road soccer oh. I had that year in a wheelchair with your, with your mom. I didn't have driving. a wheelchair. I had crutches. I never used a wheelchair. I think you were in a wheelchair no, no, for at I least never, one or two I never used a wheelchair in my no? home. All right. All but right. All right. I, my mom would bring chairs, yeah. pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I remember sitting in the windy fog watching yep. games. Yep. I remember sitting in Calistoga in 95 degrees. Yep, yep. That's right. You were the goalie. Wow. I was the goalie for one year. That was a good time. Uh, right. Welcome to Sports Fun, everybody. We've rambled for long enough. Um, if you are new to That's the Sports sure. Fun, this is a very simple show. It's an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are fans of sports. We've played, coached, and participated in some way, shape, or form our entire lives. Um, so we like to spend this hour uh, getting into the community and just talking about sports in the same way that Jim and I would talk about sports uh, around the coffee table or at the bar or whatever. Um, whatever you want to talk about, professional, college, rec league, controversies, issues, topics, questions, whatever it is, as long as it's sports related, give us a call at 707-895-2448. Give us a call and we can talk about sports here on the sports phone again topic as long as it's sports related jim and i want to hear about it we want you the listener to drive the show so give us a call at 707-895-2448 phone lines are open so give us a call whenever you'd like if you want to talk about sports my my, jim. my favorite thing jerry and i thought you have a specific question um no. i do you remember um well when we were on at three o'clock on wednesdays or was yeah, it four the, the I don't original know. sports phone Yep. Regional Sports Forum. I can't remember right before us or right after us. Huh. I can't remember. It was Amy Goodman. I guess right after us. And yes. uh, I always was I always would say, God, come on, Amy, you got so much interesting stuff. I respect what you do so much. Come on, there's some really good sports news out there. How about some sports? And I and I, I you would just laugh and say, Amy Goodman's got too much to do. She's not gonna <laughs> cover sports. And and then she did once. And today I'm riding. I'm hearing the whole Amy Goodman. Now I ride here during Amy Goodman. She had two sports shows this today, two yeah. major sports shows. Seven zero seven eight nine five two zero zero. I'm sorry, two four four eight seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. If you've it's heard been a while, Jim. Hold on. I, it's been a while since you've done that one. I got. All, I'm all excited here. I'm all excited here. I'm, I'm a little off. Um, off my uh, my usual routine, I would like to hear someone. If you heard Amy Goodman talk, what she talked twenty minutes about sports today, about two different topics. I'm going to leave it at that. I want to know who was, who listened to Amy Goodman because believe me, it's well listened to on KZYX and KZYX.org and KZYZ. Um, I'd like to know who listened to Amy Goodman and what you had to say about her take on two major. There, there, there's the stump, the listeners. Who listened to Amy Goodman and what did she talk about? Sports-related. <laughs> How about that? And NPR, like NPR also talked about these two issues. So that, yeah. that's big for sports, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting to see it when it breaks into the little bit more mainstream, right, when NPR talks about it or as someone like Amy Goodman does. 707-895-2448. Just getting started here on the Sports Phone. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about. Uh, Jim, it is Friday, July 23rd. Uh, before we get too deep into the show, I suppose we should talk about what happened today in sports. This day, you mean? Uh, we could do this day. Sure, we can start with that. I like to start with this day, and that's in the past. On this day, which you said was July 23rd, 
Um, and I have two, like I always do. I'm also supposed to have one. One was in 2000, uh, July 23rd, uh, the year 2000. I believe that's also called Y2K. Um, no one, this is a great statement, no one wins the uh, <laughs> Tour de France because Lance Armstrong got disqualified for uh, cheating with, uh, with steroids. Now, why don't they give the second place winner the victory? Why do they say no one won? Uh, the, the, uh, any idea about that, Chair? I don't know. It's, I, the only little comment I can make on this is there was a, I was listening to sports radio a few days ago, and there was some comment made about Lance Armstrong, just about the idea of like when Armstrong was winning and there was all these other cyclers that were getting caught for doping, <laughs> Armstrong was like the golden child that was winning without cheating. Oh, and know. one of the, the, the hosts on, on the ESPN station up here kind of pointed out like, did anyone really believe that? Like, everyone's <laughs> doping and losing, but the one guy that's winning over and over again is not cheating. Like, I thought that was that was kind of a funny little observation or comment. But no, I, I don't know the the details of what happened there with why the second place finisher. If finished, there was ever a sport winning. that I agree with our one of our one of my favorite sports phone callers is 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 the woman that calls up, and she's creating her own league. You know right. that that right. you're allowed to um, dope if you want to. And, and uh, there was another rule. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, but anything goes league, I was calling it. And um, I think if they're going to have an anything goes sport, bicycle would be a good one. You, you want to hype yourself up, whatever you want to do to make it through that Tour de France. It's only you. You don't have teammates, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, there's sure. that. And I want to give you my other one. I don't What's with this you doing two now? You're cheating. You've been doing this constantly. Go, go ahead. You do one. You've been doing this for the last, like, three, four weeks. You've been picking multiple. And we specifically said when we were going to do this, we get one day each. Day, I, we're going to have to talk about this. Okay, um, go ahead. I have, I have 2019, uh, kind of a cop-out one a little bit. But uh, Nike, um, Nike's Jordan brand uh, signed the then number one draft pick, Zion Williamson, uh, to the richest multi-year sponsorship deal for a rookie in the history of the NBA. Seven oh. years, $75 million. Um, it takes a lot, I think, to get onto the Jordan brand. Like they're very selective about who they're going to put on that brand. Uh, I think everyone knew coming out of college, Zion Williamson was going to get this kind of recognition. So he uh, he cashed a nice little check uh, for seven years, seventy-five million to sign on with Jordan. You know, he's he sort of stumbled into the league during COVID. I mean, you know, basically his first a year before COVID. He yeah, was, and he was in, and he was injured that year. They was, but you're right. He was injured, and then he yeah. played. But so his he's had a little bit of an injury, which I don't think he's injury prone. Don't take me wrong. We don't know that yet, but I don't think he will be. Uh, and then there was COVID, and then so what I'm saying is, I just saw a little bit of him in the pros, and I think I think mm -hmm. it's going to be something special. Seven oh seven eight nine five two four four eight. I wonder who who was. Who was list, who was watching Giannis seven or eight years ago saying this is going to be big? Was were people? I, I didn't follow him at the beginning, Jerry. Were people saying that like they were about no, Zion? No, no, no. He was the fifteenth. He, no, he was the fifteenth overall pick. Some little skinny kid. Like I, I don't know if you saw the side by side pictures that they were no. showing his rookie year compared to now. He's this like skinny six eleven, maybe two hundred and fifteen pounds. Really, like, he, he was. 
yeah, very, very different. And and he was interesting because he didn't come onto the scene as quick. Like if you look at his stats, they gradually got better year over year. He didn't have like one crazy jump. He just slowly got better every year. Wow, I I really didn't follow him then. So I, when I really focused on him in this year, I, I was seeing a pretty special player. Yes, yes, you kind of like saw the culmination. Do you uh, want my other? Uh, do you want my other? Uh, this day in sports. I mean, if you insist on cheating and and picking multiple, it's by, only, by all means. Go it's for only it. because, the only reason I picked this one was that I don't see how this got on to the website this day in sports did you see when you were looking for yours because we use the same website rosie, i mean I, I i might have saw it but rosie jones won the first miss black america contest and i'm liking thinking is miss america miss black america miss universe miss usa when did that turn into a sporting event uh, what, oh, what, boy. Um, I thought it was a fashion event or something. Or I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a fashion event. I, I hesitate to call it a sporting event, though, either. It was uh, in this this day in sports. And, and I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's why I picked. I always pick one that I just, for some, you know, sort of stupid reason. Um. Oh, you just sent me that picture. So, yeah, rookie Giannis. So that's rookie Giannis? Yeah, that's him in his first year. And for listeners, again, imagine wow. if, if you're a basketball fan, you know what Giannis is now. Basically, imagine take like 60 pounds off of him and same height. He's just this tall, skinny kid. He looks that's a little very, like, very... even like a skinny Kevin Durant back then. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yep, that, that's, a, that's a pretty fair comparison. 707-895-2448, uh, about 15 minutes into the sports phone here. 707-895-2448, uh, give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Um, Jim, you always like to have me bring something for not this day, but today in sports. Something that happened um, today. <laughs> yeah. And and I think I have something that we can have a little bit of a conversation about, not just a little mentioning of it. Um and, and this goes to I think kind of a a trend that we were that we're starting to see from the National Football League in regards to how they're going to handle uh COVID this year. Um, oh. So the story, the story that broke at, broke and came out today was uh, Rick Dennison, who's the running back offensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings, was fired today. And the reason he was fired was because he refused to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, for a little bit more context, uh, the vaccine has been required by the NFL um, for all what are called tier one staff members, which are on the field coaches, front office ex executives, equipment managers, and scouts. Um, and he basically chose to not uh, take the vaccine and he was fired by the Vikings. The other piece to that, uh, to all this is players on the player side, they are not being required to take the vaccine, but if they choose not to, they will face a, mu a much stricter set of protocols uh, than players will that have chosen to be vaccinated. So, Jim, before I go any further, um, reaction to this coach getting fired and how the NFL is handling the players, giving them the choice, but stricter protocols. Well, I, I'm going to do it much more general. Is I, I am really surprised with, with the strength of not only COVID, but now the strength of what I'm calling the super... Uh, COVID, the, the Delta variant, that 
that we aren't stricter with unvaccinated people. That that that, that I mean, we're showing about ninety-seven percent of the people that are getting getting this, um, getting COVID positive tests now are unvaccinated. I'm surprised that groups of people like football teams, basketball teams, choirs, uh, Apple, Google, people that work together or people that have, have to get together. You can't do football without getting together. You know what I'm saying? So I'm surprised it isn't more strict. I'm surprised that they don't have to be vaccinated to play. And, and I'm, I'm Yeah, so... so- so the agreement that they don't have to be vaccinated is written into the players association's agreement. Like the NFL and the player associations have an agreement and before so COVID? In there it's written. They don't have to be vaccinated before. I imagine this got a, I imagine this got amended after COVID unless it's something about like players do not have to take any medical treatments that they don't want. I don't know about that. All, all I know is that per an agreement with the players association, players do not have to be vaccinated. Um, hang, hang on for a second. Jerry. I, I do hang, think it's hang on, Jerry. I'm going to take Go a call or, or call or hold okay. on for a second while I just finish this Jerry. I do, did want to, to, to mention, I also, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Want to wrap this up? Take a call. No, let's get the caller on. Then I can bring my next, my thought up if I need to. You're on the air. I don't have anything to offer except that, uh, you guys got me interested in what Amy Goodman was talking about. Nobody's calling in. I got the call and carried away. So I would like to find out what it was about. All right. I, I'll give you the summary. Um, we we're covering one of them right now. She talked about the NFL and, and, Oh, now I remember what I was going to say here. So this is pretty, pretty convenient that I can tell him and you at the same time. The interesting part about that is if you're not vaccinated and your team and, 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 and COVID protocol says that your team can't play because of a breakout Everybody on the team is penalized, and you cannot make up the game. You have to forfeit that right. game. You have to forfeit your pay. So, uh, Jared, that, that's one thing that Amy Goodman talked about. You, do you want to add to that for this caller before I tell him the other thing? So, based purely on, like, Amy Goodman and how she runs her show, I would imagine it was Olympic-related. Oh, oh that absolutely. Would, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. rest was, there was yeah. a 20-minute section caller on the Olympics. She had two guests, one, well, it, it was Amy Goodman. It was everything bad about the Olympics and and then was everything good about the protesters outside on the streets. She, she was there, too. I mean, she had someone out there with them. Maybe she was there. I don't know. I, I'm never amazed. I call, Jer, I call Amy Goodman the Paul McCarthy of of uh, <laughs> of NPR. She's everywhere. I, I'm always amazed when yeah. she's there. She's at the at the thing up in Minnesota, and then she's in Tokyo. Just like Paul being in Koval and Leightonville at the same time. Fun fun fact, or not fun fact, but so anyway, in fact, I guess. Um, so, well, uh, so thanks a lot. I just, uh, I guess. You know, we're in love with democracy. Uh, nobody's going to say uh, that uh, we should be trampling on the rights of the individual. But, you know, like there are circumstances, the, my grandmother used to say, circumstances alter cases, uh, where, you know, like if you're, if the, if the society, or the fabric of the, uh, of the uh, people, is coming apart because of a 
uh, some people who don't want to take uh, the the, uh, the the virus uh, prevention, um, and it's pretty much shown shown that it does work. Uh, I I I, uh, I I mean, just like the the, the lady uh, typhoid Mary, where yeah. they put her on an island because. Uh, uh, she she didn't get typhoid, but she gave a whole bunch of other people typhoid, and they they, they couldn't afford to have her. They're very nice to her, but uh, I mean, it's it, at some point you gotta you gotta consider the the whole of the people in, in, along with the individual. Well, I I, uh, I I agree with uh, you. I agree with you, but you also have to. I mean, I'm, I'm a protector of democracy, but where, which democracy are you going to choose? Shouldn't there be? What about the democracy of the football team? If they've got 70% of the people vaccinated and those 70% want the rest of the team, that's a majority, that's democracy, and they don't have to do it as an individual, then the whole team gets punished. Where's the democracy there? I don't know. I want to try to keep this well, to sports, but... but um, well, I would say that the person can't play that particular game, can't come into the stadium, uh, can be quarantined, but not necessarily kicked off the team. But uh, at some point, uh, you got to find out a little bit more on why the person is uh, is is not uh, responding. I mean, there's a why are if you if you if you got uh, the evidence that ninety um, percent or eighty percent of the people who are uh, getting sick haven't been vaccinated, then there's got to be some sort of like democratic uh, will of the people that, uh, that that that's as important as the right of the individual. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Thanks for the call. Bye. So it, it's funny uh, to kind of bring this all back around to this idea of like, you know, getting a, getting the team to vaccinate and stuff like that. Uh, the Vikings have already kind of come out and said, hey, if he gets vaccinated, we'll rehire him. Huh, like, really? Yeah. Yeah. They basically came out and said that. And so I'm, I'm imagining this like behind the scenes situation where there's like, just go get vaccinated and get your job back. Like, I just I think that that's kind of an interesting element of where they said. If you get vaccinated, uh, you're, you're good and, like, come on back. Um, but, yeah, as, as Jim was saying, there's also been some things said about uh, players in that uh, the NFL has said there's, they're going to threaten forfeits, loss of game checks, meaning getting paid. So they're, they're definitely putting incentives in for players to get but vaccinated. Those, those loss of paychecks, if they get forfeited, aren't just for the unvaccinated that are testing positive. It's for everybody. It's for the well, whole. I'm I'm taking that as two different things, right? Forfeits is one thing, but then like if you don't play, oh, I see, be, because I see. you have to be quarantined, but the game is still played, that one player wouldn't. I guess check. there's a middle of the road here yeah, where there's a middle of the where road people test those. positive, they don't have yeah. to forfeit, but they still play. All right, yeah. Um, at the college level, Jim, this is kind of funny. Uh, well, not funny, but I think it's interesting. Um, Boston College was the first uh, football program in Division One football to come out and publicly say 100% of their roster is vaccinated. Wow, Boston College. Yeah, huh. yeah, which was kind of, I thought, kind of a little... I, w- I cool, wonder, cool I wonder the, the University of Alabama, I wonder how many have been vaccinated there, just as, as a comparison of... Yeah, even blue yeah. Versus I mean, well, we'll states. never know that unless, yeah, know. you know... 
707-895-2448. Love to hear hear your calls. It's it's an exciting... You know, we, we went for, for... What are we going to talk about tonight? You know, um, during the COVID to... Uh, to, uh, we got a long list here. And an interesting thing, Jerry, is we're still talking about COVID and sport and, and their impact yep. on sports. Yep. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's going to go on go on for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's, what's Jim, next? this is one of the new segments of the... I, I wouldn't necessarily call this a segment, but this is the new format of the show, right? I am going to give you the menu, and oh, I'm going to let you choose off of said menu. I think this is a fun way to kind of do the show. As Jim mentioned, though, if we get any calls, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring, whatever you guys want to talk about, 707-895-2448. But, Jim, while we're waiting, let me offer you your menu for this evening. It's a multiple um, choice, not a menu. I think it's a menu. You get to choose what you want. I, I, I loved multiple choice questions in, right, we'll call multiple in choice. high school and college because, right. you know, even when you didn't know anything, you had a you chance. You had a chance. You yeah. had a chance. Okay, so we can talk about uh, Olympic dress codes. Um, we can talk a little hockey. Uh, we could talk a little bit about the city of Cleveland. Um, or we can talk about non-NBA or Division One college basketball. Or excuse me, non-NBA or non-college basketball. Those are your options for today. I think, well, well at least to start. We, don't, we can cover all of them, but in order... Sure, yeah, to start. I, where would you want to start? I was sort of shocked because one of our frequent callers, Dr. Patty, she texted me something almost at the same time you did. Mm-hmm. They were both about what women could wear. What, how, did, how did you frame that one? Uniforms? Olympic dress codes. Olympic dress codes, as in Olympic uniforms. Um, and I don't know if these stories were related, but they, they came to me... Within same time. 12 hours of each other. And I'll let you break it down in a second, but it was so weird to me. One was this, this Paralympic named Olivia Breen, and she was told that her shorts... Were too short. Were too short on her. And then the Netherlands right. handball team was told their shorts were too long. So, like, first of all... Who's judging? And, and, and I know the one with Olivia Breen was a woman that told her, her her dress was wrong. And the Netherlands, I don't know who it was, Olympic Committee. Who's telling these women what their uniforms can look like? Okay, so let's let's back up a second and let's let's talk through all this. All right, right? all right. But let's let, let's break this all down. So first story that happened was the European Handball Federation fined every member of the women's beach handball team from Norway, 150 euros each, which is the equivalent of $176.57 in the United States. <laughs> really? Dollars. Uh, yeah, I had to look that up, right? I had to have a reference point. Okay. Um, they were fined for not wearing bikini bottoms. So, um, in other words, the shorts to be, were too long. <laughs> sure. And they were threatened to be disqualified for wearing shorts. Um so at the Olympics, female beach, female beach handball, they're they're required to wear shorts, uh, a, a like certain level shorts, a bikini, or a or one piece bathing suits. And the Norway team did none of this. Then you have Olivia Breen, who is a Paralympic world champion. Um, she 
was told by officials at the English Championships, so not the Olympics, that her shorts were too short and inappropriate. So you're right. In, in essence, you have one person being told her shorts are too short, and then you have an entire team being told their shorts were too long. Um, and, and, uh, I, is I it, have my opinion on this, but Jim, if you have anything else to say, for, I mean, go uh, ahead. A little clarification. Are the what was that sport? The sport was handball, outdoor handball. Some what's it called? Was beach it called? handball. Yes. Beach handball. Uh, beach, beach handball. handball. Is the yeah. dress code for women in the Olympics for beach volleyball identical? I believe it is. Yes, I believe it is. So this is just telling women what they can wear. My first take is, as long as they match and they're called what uniform, you have to wear <laughs> uniforms. As long as yes. they, they match, yes. why couldn't they wear sweatpants? I mean, it's right in right. a, a t-shirt. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. So 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 the obvious answer here. And I hate that this is the obvious answer, but I've had this conversation with people around beach volleyball for women's beach volleyball. And I, I, again, this is this is not my opinion. This is, well, this is my opinion on why they're being told this. I don't think it has anything to do with performance. I believe that at some level, the Olympics do want to sexualize women's beach sports. It's- I. I tr- as much as I hate it, I truly believe it. I, I think anyone that could argue against that, I don't think there is an argument against that. How could there be? No, there's no reason. If you're looking, if you look at the outfit that they were wearing, there is no reason that this women's handball team from the Netherlands or Norway, excuse me, not the Netherlands, from Norway, could not perform at a, at, at the same, if not better, level wearing this compared to if they are wearing. Uh, bikinis or shorter shorts. We're, so, we're something there in my opinion, yeah. I don't know what the reason for this dress code is, but this is purely the, the sexualization of of sports by the Olympics. Because I've had this conversation with people watching beach volleyball, and it's the same uh, thing, right? Like you watch, I forget what their names were. Like two of the, the the most dominant women's beach volleyball players, they were from the United States, like of all time, and it was one specific team, and I can't remember their name. They would have won, as you said, they would have won wearing sweatpants. They, right, like it, it has nothing. And as to you do. said, they're all yeah. wearing matching uniforms. I, I, I think that this is a, it's a it's a silly conversation. Who cares what they wear? But the answer of it is sec- is sexualization. The interesting part about the Paralympics one is it's almost the opposite of that, where they were almost implying that her outfit was too sexualized. That's what I mean because the shorts were too short. So there's definitely a weird balance to it. But I'm with you. If they perform well, who cares what they wear? Like whatever. To you know. You're on the air with a sports phone. Yeah, you know, well, sex sells, right? That we know. I mean, I mean that that's what it's about. Uh, you, you go one step further with the uniforms and look at what the German gymnastics team has decided to do. They're going to wear full-body suits to protest those sexualized uniforms that they force gymnasts to wear forever and ever. So what what is, what does a full body suit yeah. look like? What what is that, Chair? What's that? Well, co- I'm caller, chair, com- compare. No, no. I, so, so caller, can you? Because can, I'm I'm a little in the blind here as well. Can you compare well, well, this the German, full body? The German gymnastics team has decided they're going to wear full body suits. What is that? What and is a full body instead suit? Instead of a full body suit, basically it's going to be a suit like um, I'm trying to think of. 
not quite like a, a speed skater suit, but the idea oh, is, is they're it. not going to be wearing those okay. tight leotard thingies that you're forced to wear since pre-puberty when you do gymnastics as a protest against the sexualization of gymnastics. But apparently, that, though... And that the, I, the IOCC is doing. See, people don't realize the NFL... All the NFL is a classic example of plantation sports. But when you're at the IOCC, the IOCC has basically got control over a government. You're a piece of property. I hate to break it to people. Athletes now are a piece of property that are owned by somebody, unless you are yourself an individual person. You are owned by that team. You're owned by the U.S. Olympic team, yet you, you're owned. You're a piece of property. That's how they look at you. So if you're going to go out and risk getting yourself hurt, they can't take a life, the NFL can't take a life insurance policy out on you if you die of COVID. So they're going to be out how much money. You know, I mean, I hate to break it to people, but this is really what it's about. They're still buying and selling people. You know, I mean, that, that yeah. just, I, it kind of irritates me. I, and because also, um, yeah, I agree with I agree with Jim that you know what uh, just get about you know common sense is common sense and it reaches a point that you've got to be able to think of the the whole group, not just the individual. I agree um, with I agree I'm with not, uniforms, but, but I have a problem. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go but I have a problem with the NFL doing. Uh, group punishment, you know, that that's considered a war crime if you punish a whole group for individuals' actions. Well, they haven't, to, just to be clear about this, they haven't said if one player tests positive, you have to forfeit. They have, they no. have announced and kind of expressed, this is the range of punishments that a team could face if you don't, if, for, for not getting vaccinated. So I, I just want to be yeah. clear about that. Like, Let's also be clear about the fact that there are certain first-tier players that are exempted from that. Sure. All right, yeah. your star quarterback. Well, no. I'm sorry. No. Now you're having double standards. No. Everyone's got to be treated the same. Or oh, then you, you no longer have, this is a term that people don't get anymore, integrity in the system. I don't. I don't agree that integrity that in the system. Everybody needs to be. Or if you don't treat the same, there is no integrity. Therefore, there is no structure. Therefore, it will collapse. That is what our problem I, is right now. I, I, Jim I, I, was saying about checking unvaccinated people. The integrity of the system. It's a funny word that people should probably really think about again. I didn't mean to get worked up because I was calling oh, about good. something else. No, you're fine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just really, I'm very passionate about that because you know I've just gone through cancer, gone through chemotherapy, and you know my immune system was compromised all during 2020, and it was amazing the Cavaliers' attitude of, well, um, that's your own problem, not mine. Yeah, and yeah, no, the I total agree. callousness so and, I, and the delusional self righteousness that is, is has gone around. I've got a so question. So that's kind of where it hit a personal point. But what I was going to do is, you, you know, with Amy, forty to sixty-five percent of they didn't say about the NFL or anything, but the European players, forty to sixty-five percent of the income goes to the players. I, 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 I yeah, did you hear? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I think. Yeah, did you catch that, Jim? They talked about that. That was a an, statistic. An, an, an Amy Goodman did it. They talked democracy now. It was the guy with the that was on the soccer team. Right. You yeah. know how much the you know how much the IOCC gives the Olympians? 
I think it was 2%. Less than 5%. Yeah. I mean, so, but who's making, who's putting in all the effort? Who's putting in all the time? Who's be, talking about plantation slavery type system? It reminds me a little bit of, I mean, it's it's sort of what the college sports are trying to get out of it. They're, it's right. It's, yeah. it's, well, it's the way the Major League Baseball was until there was free agency. Hmm. <laughs> you know? I but anyway, quick one. Stump, stump, stump the host since you tried to stump the listeners. You got one? The direct connection between the death of Muhammad Ali and the San Francisco Giants. The connection between the death? The direct, direct connection. Between the, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take another call, and Jared, do you have an answer for that right away? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Call back if no. Right, real not. real simple. It just so happens that Muhammad Ali died in Arizona, and the San Francisco Giants had one of their 737s in Scottsdale, and they the Muhammad Ali family rented the seven lease the 737 to deliver Muhammad Ali's body back to Kentucky. That's that's oh, cool. that's quite okay. a comp. Thanks Is for the call. Cool or what? I like it. Appreciate the call. I like it. <laughs> that's a Thanks. Giants fan. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I'm stuck. I kept trying to get in, but it was impossible. I I, I like the passion of that call, Jer. Caller. Yeah, absolutely. What, but he said the German team, the German uh, gymnastics, gymnastics team, yep. they're going to protest by wearing some body full body suits. Right. Why can they break? They're because the, they're not. They're not breaking a rule. I, 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 that, I, that's what I was looking up during that call. Um, there is no rule saying you have to wear, uh, or I guess better the better wording of it is, uh, the full body suit is allowed. It's not against official rules. It is not a common practice. There's nothing in the rules that says they can't do it. In this. gymnastics. In gymnastics. Right. Yes. So, so each, each of these sports has different rules for the uniforms, I take it. Right. Most... Right. Do we agree, except for your theory, well, the common, I mean, again, I, I think to argue that they're not bringing sexuality into women's beach volleyball or is, is silly. It, that's what it's all about, selling. And it, besides, well, I'm going to take another call. I, I was, hello, call, you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment about, uh, I, I read an article that, one of the women involved in not wanting to wear the uh, the brief brief cut leotards uh, said that you know most of them wear these full body suits when they're working out. Oh, it's, really? It's sort of a it, it's sort of the normal thing you train in. Because I remember when I was in college, I had a lot of friends that were on the gymnastics team, and they were talking about they got to spray that hand stick on on their butt so that they could keep. Their leotard from huh. you know moving where you know it, you know it, where it wasn't supposed to to be able to keep it kind of halfway covering things and that was a normal part of what you had to do when you wore those leotards. Now, one of the reasons they wear them is because if you look at the shape of them, is it makes your legs look longer. And gymnastics is not scored in an objective manner. Even though there is there there's elements of that because you have a certain move or a certain point, but if you look at the history of it, sort of like figure skating, there has been big scandals all along where where you know the subjective portion of of judging really is a big part of it. So mm -hmm. having your legs look longer, looking you know you know a lot of these girls are really really short. A lot of them have short legs. And, you know, they're competing against girls that have 
longer leg might not be as able to do some of the more difficult tricks. But, you know, if you look at 4X, floor X, they have to look graceful. They, there's, there's requirements in there for dance moves and for, for, for things that are not just a tumbling pass. So uniforms, so uniforms, they're multi-purpose. Um, I mean, uniforms. I think we'd have to all agree to come to some common ground here that uniforms are to keep the team separate, so we know who plays on what team. Even if it's not, even if it's an individual sport, all the women in gymnastics are wearing the same thing that are on the USA team. Is my point. It's to to identify your team. That's one point of uniform. The other is supposed to be to make it comfortable and maximize your sport. So different sports have different quote uniforms. Swimmers not don't comfortable. S- swimmers to get don't you wear the highest score possible. Swimmers, yeah. Sw- well, for different reasons, swimmers don't wear sweatpants because they're too heavy, you know, and, and they can't swim as fast. So there is some. But there's a lot of controversy over swimmers' outfits. I mean, been huge battles over that. Various types of suits being banned. How long the suits can be. Whether you can have the little, uh, you know, basically fish scales on them that allow you to move through the water but not backwards. There's a huge controversy over that. It's kind of the same idea as pole vaulting poles. The poles themselves? Oh, yeah. It used to be bamboo poles. And when people started coming in with these different poles, now I remember when I was young, there being a scandal in one of the Olympics because somebody was using a new pole and a new kind of shoe that would give them an unfair advantage. So it was a big deal when they started going to these carbon fiber poles and stuff. Everyone else had to switch, too. To keep up, yeah, but but that's the functionality. That's not what it looks like. The, the pole isn't a part of the uniform. The the pole's a functional tool, and if it works In better, swimming it is functional too, though. And so that's different than yeah. gymnastics because in gymnastics it's more. You think it's it, just you, about if looks? You talk to the to the women; they'll say it's about how long your legs look. Mm-hmm. So, Jerry, you've been quiet, and you know what that usually means, caller, is that Jerry's got something up his sleeve that he's looking up on the Internet. Do you have anything? You know, right. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I really do, because I, I should have. But, no, I was just soaking it all in. I, again, like, I, I just go back to what the caller said, right? Like, I, I've watched enough gymnastics in the Olympics, like, the, where the, the, the women are constantly fiddling with those leotards, right? Like, constantly, yeah. like, I've, you see it, like, moving them around and trying to keep everything in, you know, in place and stuff. And, I, you know, what, what I'm also hearing is that is that the Germans probably don't stand a very good chance to get a medal in the in gymnastics this year if they're wearing these full body suits. Absolutely. But I, again, what I yeah. haven't said yet, but you will find yeah. that the people that are up there in the competition are any little thing that they think. Now, if you watch regular competitions, not Olympics or team competitions, the women all have individual leotards that look different. And there's a lot of time and effort, that money that comes into these people designing and 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 making these leotards. The um, yeah. phones are ringing off the hook. Let's keep going. Thanks for the call. You got, I, I think, caller, you. you got something going with this uniform stuff. <laughs> You're on the air. Hey guys, this is Patty. Um, Hi, Patty. I'm here from Fort Bragg. Um, Fort so Bragg. I don't have anything medical to add today, unless you have any questions for me. But <laughs> I kind of sense some like hesitation in Jerry's voice and declaring <laughs> the sexualization of women in sports. And I just wanted to kind of learn more. Like, you almost seemed like nervous 
to to say that. I heard it did, that did, way. Did, did did you hear that way too? So can tell us more about that. Uh, I go ahead, Jer. Yeah. So Patty, I guess it wasn't the way. I, the reason I hesitated was, I I think in a live element like in, in a live environment like we're in right like this isn't a podcast where jim and i can go back and record you know record re-record stuff if we make a mistake and do those types of things i think it wasn't as much a nervousness as i was just i was wanted to be very careful about how i chose my yeah, words that's what i, how I took it the, the, I, it was more about i didn't want it to come across as me saying these women should be sexualizing themselves as much as it's my opinion that they're they're being this is being forced on them because there's an element of sexualization. So it wasn't as much a nervous element of of me feeling uncomfortable talking about it. It's just because Jim and I can't go re-record this type of thing. I just wanted to be really careful with my words to, so I got my opinion across correctly and it was clear. Do you think he's right, Patty? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you and I talked about this the other yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and I know that that you know, you were surprised by this whole this whole scandal. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I pointed to, and I, Jerry, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but A League of Their Own, <laughs> the first that was a oh, movie about the, right. the first women's professional baseball league. And, right. you know, their uniform w were dresses, essentially. And these women, right. you know, were not happy about that because that's, you know, they played baseball and, and pants, just like the men did. And they asked, like, how, how am I going to slide in that? <laughs> how am I going to slide in a, in a skirt? <laughs> um, and so I, I think that this is, uh, I think this is, you know, this has been, as, as for as long as women have been allowed to play sports, they definitely have not been allowed to wear the same uniforms that, that men wear. Mm -hmm. if the I, uniform... I do find it really interesting. Oh, sorry, Jim, go ahead. Well, if the uniform, I mean, again, I'm going back to what that, that caller was saying, Patty. The theory of the uniform still has two functions. One is, is to be supportive of what the sport you're playing. That's why one sport has one kind of uniform and another sport has another kind of uniform. The other is to tell the team apart. So as long as the uniform is helping people play better on their sport... If they know they can play better, a, a woman with a little bit longer of a short, who's this? It's a uniform. Who's if as long as they're all wearing them? Who who cares? It's, it's well, just, I just I I mean, yeah, I think that's 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 the point, and I I don't think that women have been the deciders, like in terms not. of what yeah. the kind of uniforms they are allowed to wear, what kind of uniform, like you know, uniforms are often supplied by teams. You know, people aren't going out and, you know, once you get into, like, the, the higher levels, you know, no one's going out and buying their own, at least, like, saying, like, oh, this is what I, this is what I would put together to wear to play the sport. You yeah. know, it's all, it's all kind of assigned for, you know, to keep the kind of conformity and make sure that everybody's wearing the same thing. But women haven't really had a say in, in what, what exactly they get to wear. Because I don't Yeah, I, mean, they're, I, they're I go back to it. So I remember, I remember their, I remember like their that. names. Uh, I, sorry, Patty, were you saying something? No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I remember the volleyball players' names. Uh, Carrie Walsh and Misty May Trainer. I had to go look up those two names, but I, I, I can't, they came back to me. So what I was just going to say was, I, I would be willing to say that the ratings for those two, and they wouldn't have been as famous if they had been able to wear whatever they wanted to, because they wouldn't have been 
the media wouldn't have been able to sexualize them as much as they did, even though like they were so dominant in beach volleyball. Right. Like I, I just thought I wanted to bring it all back around to those two because I remembered my name. Right. Like the two of the most dominant players in, in beach volleyball history, they could have worn whatever they wanted. And I don't know how much attention they would have gotten if, if they wore different uniforms. Yeah, I know. I mean, it may it may also depend on the sport. I mean, you know, right. the U.S. women's soccer team has been amazing for a long time, and they've gotten a decent amount of attention for their just for their skill level. And yeah. maybe maybe that's easier in soccer than in like handball or you know sure. or in beach volleyball or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, money is definitely the the driver of this for sure. And I, I mean, I think in terms of you know the the other side of the story where. Someone was told that they were like, revealing too much. I mean, it's yeah. again like yeah. I, I I don't see that. I don't see either of these things happening to men. And you know, I could very well be wrong, and maybe we're just not hearing about it. But I think that you know, it it, it is it is remarkable <laughs> to step back and just think like you know, would you know, is would Tom Brady be told that you know his pants are too tight or or whatever? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's just worth reflecting on. No, it's it's interesting. I think that was something that kind of got lost in this conversation um, when we brought it up originally. Like, apparently there is a line that a woman can cross, and this Paralympic runner crossed it because she wore too short of shorts. But I, I guess that's something, that, like I said, I think we kind of missed that a little bit, and that is that with all of this, there's apparently a line that was crossed. I don't know what that line is or how it's based, but apparently it happened. Well, but I mean, the non-Paralympic runners run in Greece. You know, like yeah. they're not running in. Sh- I mean, this is it. Just gets to just how arbitrary these rules are. And um, right. you know, I think in the handball situation, it's the International Handball Federation that makes those rules. And when they were questioned about it, they're like, "We don't know why." <laughs> like yeah. they, they're like, "We have to go look. We're not sure why this rule exists." No. So I mean, I kudos to them. I mean, I they those women definitely knew what they were doing and were willing to take a hit and get the publicity on this issue. And, and I yeah. like good for them. I mean, they, they certainly didn't have to do that. Right. I mean, they're, they have plenty of other things to focus on right now. Uh, Jimmy's still there. Uh, listen up here. Um, Patty, I forgot to turn myself back up. I'm going to take another call and um, listen up because I'm going to inter- maybe at the end of this show, if we have time, I'm going to introduce the new ask the doctor, uh, segment of the sports <laughs> oh, phone. Geez. I got to take another call. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, yep. um, this is Bill. Yep. Uh, Patty just summed it right up there. It's the capriciousness and arbitrariness of the U.S. Olympic Committee that mm-hmm. was the point of, of uh, Amy Goodman's show today. Was just That's... how out of control and and when they sign a contract, they they somehow supersede the laws and organizations and authorities of mayors and stuff. So I, uh, I, uh, I know that that's a fact. A con- one of the reasons you have contracts is to limit your ability to use the normal system of, trans- of you know, courts and stuff and suing to complain about you know, mistreatment or whatever. Um, that, that's supposed to prevent it, you know, a contract. Well, it prevents you from suing in the normal, you know, it limits your, contract limits your um, are we are we talking about uniforms still, Bill? Are we still talking about uniforms? No, we're talking about the capriciousness of which Patty hit on of, oh, oh. of the Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. That that this whole thing is 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 a, arguing about whether or not they're too short or not is missing the point. I think and that 
they're capricious and authoritarian and arbitrary, and they take over the whole town. They take, they've taken over Japan. I think that's really the point. Um, I, I think the thing that's really interesting about it for me, Bill, is this is not a surprise, I think, at the international level. Like, I think that FIFA has a very similar reputation to, like, the Olympic Committee in the sense of, like, uh. it's shady. It seems like there's a lot of weird stuff going on, corruption, that they, you know, don't necessarily treat the, the players and the organization and everything right. Like, I, I think at high international level, this comes up a lot. And, and FIFA was the one that immediately came into my mind. Like, I, I don't think the Olympic Committee is necessarily isolated at international competition but i think there's just another example of and the nba it. does it at their extent as well but i'm not yeah, talking well, about the nba i'm talking about international competition the baseball leagues are entertainment and not business therefore they don't have to right huh you know and i went to the supreme court maybe twice even but. bill you 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 pulled it you pulled a much deeper level into this conversation here oops too late <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it thank you bye Jerry, you got anything important to add to that? If not, I, I let the cat out of the box. I just want to mention it for a second. You, yeah, go for it. And the, we got about five minutes left on the show here, so yeah, go for it. Yeah, call if you want. I'll, I'll get you right in. But um, I mentioned this to, to Patty last week. Patty, by the way, um, quickly became um, the sports phone medical doctor, to, and she, she's very good with research, very good with perspective, and um, very uh, good at what she does in the medical field. So... I talked to Jerry about it, and, and he agreed, and I talked to Patty about it today, he agreed, and now I've named the segment. We're going to call it Ask the Sports Phone Doctor, and what we're going to do is, like, once every six months or so, we're going to bring up a topic at the beginning of the show and get Patty on, and we're, she's going to talk about that topic, we're going to talk about that topic with her, and then you're going to be able to ask her questions about it. It's going to be sort of in our interview section, and uh, what I suggest people, if you want a topic that is related to sports, then you want to discuss it in a medical situation, email me at athletics.mcn.org and tell us what subject you want us to talk to the medical doctor about. Hello, Carl, you're on the air. Okay, so I'm going to take that lead. And um, I just wanted to mention that uh, yesterday I was at a friend's house and we decided to pop on the TV, and I think it was an international game. It was USA against Brazil, and if anyone wants to watch a really exciting game, it was awesome, especially the last uh, 12 minutes. Uh, I think the USA was down 3-1, to one, and, um, yeah, you just got to watch it. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was an incredibly awesome game. But that leads me to my question, possibly the first question um, for the doctor in the future show. Has the sports bra allowed women to play um, sports with less injuries and be more um, physical on the field? Hmm. Thank you. I like it. Hello, caller. Hello. Whoops. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Caller, give it one more try. I had a little glitch there. Hello, you're on the air? Hello, call. you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to call back and make a comment. Uh, there was recently an MMA fight, not recently, I think it was a year or two ago, where the, uh, the fighter came in and he was wearing briefs that were basically like what swimsuits used to be in the Olympics before they went to these fancy, you know, longer suits. 
uh, or you know, significantly more coverage than you'd have if you were in a bodybuilding competition. Huh. Dana White went ballistic. The guy had to apologize. Says he had to either tell the truth or make up a story that he only won because he lost a bet. Huh. But um, you know, it didn't look particularly bad. It just you know, it was less than the shorts that other guys tended to wear. But uh, but huge blowback. He was, I believe, he was fined. And uh, Dana White said that he would never allow anyone that will never happen again. And uh, absolutely. And it, well, like I said, it was way more than somebody would wear in a bodybuilding contest. It was pretty much like European bathing suits that men wear, you know, on the beach in various places around the world. And uh, huge reaction, big deal, absolutely banned from UFC. You got 10 seconds. You want to finish up or is that it? We got it. That's we gotta, it. Thank you. Thank you for both your calls today. They were very insightful. You done, Jer? Yeah, I'm done. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm going to find the the rules about UFC dress code in the next 10 seconds, so I'll have to punt that <laughs> to later on. Uh, yeah, thanks for everyone for calling and listening to the Sports Phone. Uh, we'll be back next week. That'll be July 30th. Uh, looking forward to another edition of the show. Uh, and then the week after that, Jim will be out, and I will have a guest joining me uh, for the Sports Phone. That'll be on the 6th of August. But until next week, thanks for everyone that called in and brought up topics. It's always a good time. Uh, Jim, let's wrap it up, and we will talk to everybody next week. Do you realize you gave me a multiple choice? I thought we were going to get through all of them, and we barely got, we through, got through. We barely got through one of them. <laughs> See you next week. I can't wait. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go to kzyx.org to find more shows and content like this one. While there, you can stream us live or check out our jukebox. And if you like what you hear, consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Woolitz and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening.